Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Tiki Barber. Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come out of his hole. He's going to say, why would I go to New York? Derek okay. Carr could say, New Orleans just kind of fits my style. But Jimmy Garoppolo could sign on Tampa Bay. And the Jets could be stuck holding nothing. Daniel Jones is more valuable to the New York Jets than he is to the New York Giants. Brandon Tierney. To me, the Yankees have significantly more questions than the Mets do. But the Yankees have a significantly easier path to October. Tiki and Tierney on the fan, 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. All to all the fan. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tiki and Tierney show. I'd like to let everybody know something here. I've hinted at this now for a couple of weeks, but now we can finally say, because I know my partner's going to be on board. He needed to see how they played against the Celtics. This Knicks team that we have so far this year, and that we've been uh, that we've been given, it's the best Knicks team in twenty plus years. Yeah. Conversation's over. Well, I mean, that's it. That's easy, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, listen. Let's not look at the small print there, Barbara. Let's not ruin the enthusiasm. Does this include the Jeremy Lin? Oh, oh of course. Run? Puts that team to dust. Yeah. It's better than the uh, the mellow team that won fifty four. Listen, I'm all in on this team. You know it, and they are. I mean, they are they are peaking at the right time. And I look at these Knicks and I say, all right, so w- what what is there to really get excited about? And there's just so many things that I, I, I watch on a nightly basis that I love. Let me eat with some obvious ones. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. First of all, we know that I, that we know that Randall's averaging 25 and Brunson's averaging 24. That's the that's the obvious stuff. They're number two in rebounding in the NBA, and they've missed Robinson for 20 games, and they, they're still number two. Uh, they commit the fourth fewest turnovers. So let me get this right. You have two guys that score a lot. Uh, you you own the backboard. You protect the basketball. You have outstanding depth. They're well coached. Uh, and they're peaking at the right time. They're a young, ascending team. And the best part about this Nick team, and this is what's got me juiced, is that they kind of feel, especially with the addition of Josh Hart, like some old Nick teams we used to love. <laughs> they are passionate. They are tough. They are energetic, and they are good. So I asked my partner, Barbara, here, are you with me? And, and. Are you with me? And they don't have a chance for an NBA title. Are you, so you're not with me. <laughs> no, it's saying. not even that. Here's the, 
I so I've grown to really appreciate this Nick team. I do. I love watching them play. I told you and we were talking about this before the show. I actually turned it on before the game started, which is rare for me. I got so much stuff going on. I'm never like sitting down and and watching the pregame show, getting ready for a Knicks game. But I wanted to last night because it was the Boston Celtics. We know that they're one of the best team, at least for most of the season, have been the best team in the Eastern Conference uh, because they've been healthy. And I know that Jalen Brown was out, but still. The Boston Celtics are one of the best teams over the last three years in the Eastern Conference. So this game last night was one that meant something. One, from an entertainment standpoint, but two, just to see where the the, the Knicks match up. How do they match up? And after the first quarter, when they only allowed 15 points, I said, this Knicks team can play anywhere, and they can probably beat anybody in a one-off. But, okay. But okay, with Jalen Brown back, Jason Tatum playing better, you know, mm-hmm. spreading the four, actually knocking down three pointers. Are they beating the Celtics in seven games? Eh, maybe I don't know. Are they beating the Bucks? Definitely not, because they don't have that X factor guy. They don't have the Giannis factor player. They have some really good players. Yeah, and even if they lose, you're kind of you're still entertained by this team. And yes, BT, I am on getting closer to on board with your Eastern Conference final appearance for the New York Knicks. But ultimately, we keep looking for a championship team. They're not there yet. Let me ask you that. What don't they do well? What don't they do well? They don't have easy. There's no easy score. There's no, there's no, there's no player. I mean, maybe Julius Randle's starting to get there, but there's no guy that just easily walks into a game and he's going to score 30. right? You've seen Bradley Beal play. Bradley Beal will just lull you into 30. Like, wait, he's got 30 points already? Or he's hurt. Or, or it's hurt, Which but, he's but been you know what I mean. But when, he, yeah. when he when he's on, Bradley Beal's one of those guys that just yeah, I know what you're saying. You look up and he's got 33. Like, like oh, that's quick. Well, I know how, what you how, mean. How that happened? Yeah. Right. Well, Brunson so, actually feels that way to me. He does. Last night aside, he, last night aside, he was okay he, last he night. He does, but it's I see him as more of the creator. Yep. So the thing that's holding me back from being all in on a championship for the Knicks, not that this is they're not enjoyable, not that they don't do things the right way. Hell, I owe Tom Thibodeau an apology for thinking he wasn't the guy. They've all started to buy in. It's kind of awesome to watch. Now, part of it's because he's been coaching better, and he, he has his rotation correct. Mm. But when I look at this Knicks team, as exciting as it is and as fun as they are to watch, I still don't see a championship team. So I'm stopping short of saying, let's go get it this year. But I am saying this is a team that I I actually really enjoy watching. And that's a smart place to be. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship either. What I what I will say is that they are, you know, that once they've resolved this R.J. Barrett situation, <laughs> then I think the... Then I think the the, the momentum and the altitude is you're going to start climbing more. He's just not it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they got to figure... He, his handle is atrocious. Mm-hmm. It is such a weak handle. Um, he's killing them. You know, he'll have a couple of good nights. I get that. But when you're the third overall pick of the draft, you've got to be better than he is. And he's just not going to be this guy, that guy. So, and, and I don't even want to talk about Donovan Mitchell today. I'm not interested in going down there. Donovan Mitchell's on a different team. They didn't make the trade. Now, you want to engage about something that they could do this summer with, with R.J. Barrett that can actually close the gap mm-hmm. uh, to the Bucks and maybe the Celtics in a seven-game series because I do believe the Celtics are better than they played last night. But... They missed a lot, a lot of open threes. But the Knicks happen to match up well with the Celtics. Yes. And sometimes you get that in sports. You can have 
a, a, a superior hockey team for whatever it is, the dynamics of the matchups, whether it's in the net or whatever it might be, the Knicks match up with the Boston Celtics. I mean, I've watched them play every single game the last two years, and they just match up with them. Yeah, they do. They match up with the Celtics. It, I'm not worried about the Celtics. I'm, I'm not, not either, scared Because I'm not convinced the Celtics. the Celtics are ever going to win a championship with this current iteration of this team. Despite how good they are, they're consistently one of the one or two seeds in the East. I don't think the Celtics are a championship team either. Yeah, no. I don't. I, I tend to agree with you. And which I don't, is I don't, I don't know why. Amazing. Exactly. I don't he's know amazing. why. I was an amazing that. last time. He's amazing. I don't know why I, I feel that way, but I just it's just my gut. I don't see them being that team. But if the if the Knicks and you you position them first of all a week ago they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I said that a week ago, and now they're the best team in two decades uh, in New York, which is is not a ton of high bars to climb over. No, but, I think that's very hard to refute. Yeah, but but still, the question then becomes, like, what is the expectation for this team? Right? Is uh, it, at least second round. It's, you know, mine's a little bit past that, but absolutely, it's you got to win a round there. Yeah, and if they don't, then where do we fall on this? I'd have to see spot? who they match up with. I'd have to see the way the series goes, and obviously then you react to that. I yeah. mean, if they got swept, it would be a colossal disaster. Uh, if they lost in seven uh, to a team that's like, I don't know, the Cavs and Donovan Mitchell score, well, I mean, that would be different because it would be Mitchell. I can't answer that right now. I'm not even that wrapped up in that. <laughs> I'm just enjoying this. See, that's, but that's, that's the problem with you <laughs> and everybody else. You want to push this thing so forward. Can't we just enjoy this renaissance? But isn't that what we ultimately we, we need? But we don't have to. No, I don't, I don't, don't need we, it. Don't we need to be chasing a championship? Isn't that what being a, a, a New York good team is about? Yes, because we are title town. No, we're the not. The Knicks, 1973. <laughs> the Jets, 1969. The Mets, 1986. The Isles, 83. But don't we tell the ourselves Rangers, that? The 94. Boy, we just win them regularly, huh? But we tell ourselves we that. We kill them. We always tell ourselves that. Well, I don't about, say that. Think about the Yankees we get no, pissed no, off about. Ar- this. Our arrogance leads people to believe that. Yeah. We are not a city of champions. Mm-hmm. We're not. <sighs> Then why is this the conversation? Because we're arrogant. That's why. <laughs> I'm telling you. So now, outside of the Giants and the Yankees, but, what the hell do we win? So, so right now, you are changing the mentality of the New York fan, at least as it pertains well, to the Knicks. And this is not about a championship. It is about being an enjoyable watch, which I will concede. They are fun as hell to they watch. They are. They play they with play passion, great Teague. defense. They play. I mean, other than the frustration with R.J. Barrett, who was 4-14 last night. But not only that, it was the turnovers, but, but, the yeah, sloppy exactly. handles, just so, spinning into double teams. But he had five just turnovers. Ripped. He had five turnovers. And ugly rips. <laughs> he had five turnovers, which is as many as the rest of the team combined had. Like, when they try to isolate R.J. Barrett at the top of the circle, I'm saying to myself, he's going nowhere. Yeah. He's but, got no but bounce. that aside... This you're 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 willing to say the Knicks are a team that doesn't need to win a championship. They're just fun to watch because they're going places. I'm willing to say the Knicks have become my favorite team in the city again. Hmm. That's what I'm willing to say in terms of night to night value, night to night excitement. Now the Jets get Rodgers, the Jets get the quarterback, the, the the Jets' energy changes. The Giants were a really fun watch. The Mets and the Yankees were a lot of fun last year, though the Yankees seem more stale because mm-hmm. they're trying to run it back with a lot of the same guys. The Mets are are, are constructed differently than they've been. This Knicks team, to me, like, I, I think I've said it a million times, the Knicks are the heartbeat of the city. The Knicks are the It's not the Yankees. Mm-hmm. It's not your Giants. It's the New York Knicks who make this sporting city awesome. When it's when the, when the When we're humming on all cylinders, the Knicks are in the middle of it. When we've got that empty, lethargic void during the winter, uh, at the Garden for the basketball tenants, it's a different feel. 
And, yeah, I mean, I, of course, eventually it's about championship path and eventually championship pursuit. But I'm also a believer in the the early stages of the blueprint. Like, that's satisfactory to me. That's fun. Well, I think it's because it feels like it's getting right. And this is why I, you know, kind of apologized to Tom Thibodeau for wanting him to get fired a year ago or two years ago, really, is because it, these guys have started to buy in. You see Mitchell Robinson not huffing and puffing like he has been for the last couple of years, uh, making some um, unbelievable defensive plays. I mean, that block he had on Tatum was just, that was awesome. uh, it's just Highlight. ridiculous. Highlight. And then they turn the ball over, and then he gets it right back and has another turnover. I mean, Mitchell Robinson is a difference maker when he's healthy. So as long as he stays healthy, he feels intimidating. Not that he's a you know a rim protector and a you know I don't trying to think defensive player of the year type. He's an absolute rim protector, but he, but he's it's it's he's more than that though. No, he's just he's a <laughs> he's a good player. He's just a difference maker, and it's fun to see him out there doing what he's what he's doing. Um, but ultimately, this team has started to believe what Tom Thibodeau was all about: play great defense, and it carries. The offense will take care of itself. Just hold teams, the best teams, to their most frustrating moments on the court and good things will happen. And that's what they did, especially in that first quarter. I think it's impossible not to watch these Knicks or to watch these Knicks on a nightly basis and not feel um, how much it's changed. It, it, it's just the – the it, it's it's a complete overhaul of who they were and where they were. You know, And where it goes, we'll find out. But for a team that's qualified six times this century hmm. – you know, let's I mean, let's not nitpick in in victory here. I understand there's always got to be a little little debate, and I'm fine for debate. You want to tell me I'm overstating who I think the Knicks are? Okay, we'll have that conversation. Don't tell me that these Knicks do not deserve belief and conviction and energy. And the Garden sounds different, yeah. and it sounds different because the Knicks have forced it to sound different, and it's awesome. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So uh, the Knicks are rocking right now. I listen. I know my Knicks fans, and I know <laughs> that they are ready. Knicks fans are always ready. Like it, of all the fan bases, Knicks fans never check out. They don't. Uh, there's been situations where Jet fans check out at the end of a season. Giant fans got a little apathetic at the end. Knicks fans are all, the motor is always going for the Knicks, and I think it's it's a desperation and a passion. Uh, that feeds into a very unique sporting characteristic. Mm -hmm. The Knicks fan is just unique, and I know that they are ready, and I know they love what they see. This team's good. All right, Frank is in White Plains. First up, Frank's on the Fantique and Tierney. What's up, Frankie? Good morning, guys. What's up, Frank? Come on, guys. You got you to gotta say one thing about the Knickerbockers. I'm a diehard Knicks fan, okay? And let me tell you something, that this team is not – winning by luck. This team is winning. They're playing good basketball. Okay? And they, I think they could I think they could beat anybody going to, to, to the finals. I'm not saying they're going to win the, uh, they're gonna win the NBA champion, but I tell you one thing. Don't be giving them a credit. They might go to the finals. They're playing good basketball. They beat last night Boston, the best team in the NBA, you know? And I don't know. I don't think you guys I know you like them, but you don't give them enough credit. I love you guys. You know that. Well, don't, don't talk to me. What do you mean, <laughs> you guys? See, this is what drives me nuts. Enough credit. You guys. Yeah, credit. Talk to They're him. They're fun. Jalen Brown didn't play. They're a different team. It's just, it's just different. Talk to this guy. He's not sure. BT, I needed what? to see them beat a good team, and they destroyed a good team. And and obviously Jalen Brown wasn't wasn't part of this, but they destroyed 
a very good team. Yeah, they they owned them. They physically owned them. And they made Jason Tatum foul out, or you know get his double tech. He's frustrated with non calls, uh, and he got tossed from the game. But even if he hadn't, he was. I don't say he was a non factor. He just didn't feel like he had any control over this game against the Knicks last night. Jason Tatum is such a good player. He felt just like an average guy last night. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Roscoe in Brooklyn. He's on the Fantique and Tierney Show. Have a little fun with these Knicks. What's up, man? We back on the map. I just don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> Milwaukee is balling. Yes, like, they, they are. are. 14-game winning streak. And you know, when you get to the playoffs, that unicorn gets every single call. Giannis gets every call in the, in the playoffs. True. I, I, I don't know what it is with him. Like, like they, they love him, and I get it. Like, you know, you, you want to bring, you know, the European thing, and, you know, I get it. But when the Knicks is balling, the NBA is fun again. It's fun for me to watch. I actually know who's, who's the, the, the scoring leader. Like, we're balling right now. But Tiki, you sound mad, Tiki. I'm not mad. Are you, are you upset, Tiki, that what? Brooklyn broke up, Tiki? <laughs> are you one of those Brooklyn fans? Why do you Tiki? think I'm a Nets fan? I'm not a Nets I fan. I don't know. But those, those, two, <laughs> those two guys yesterday that were on the afternoon, and we know who we talk, we're talking about. Those Nets fans sound salty. Sit back and let's Oh, so like, you're calling me because you're mad at Keith and, and Evan. No, who... I'm, I, no, I don't even care. Listen, man, I'm a guy on New York fan, BT. I'm just saying, like, I just I want a one quarter, one game at a time, yeah. one mm-hmm. half. That's just ball because at the end of the day, Milwaukee man, like they're serious. Boston didn't play. Um, what's his name yesterday? Jalen Brown. Yep. So I'm not taking nothing away from him, but they got spanked. They got spanked, fellas. Have a good night. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. I, I, I'll be interested to see two week, uh, two games from now. Brooklyn next, Miami, and then they're up in Boston. And then the Celtics If we again. see this in Boston. You're just going to keep pushing yeah, the goalposts, aren't you? Pushing the goalposts, yeah, man. Right. <laughs> I'm delaying. Yeah, by the way, I don't disagree. I mean, I'm, you're going to see a different Celtics energy. Yeah. It's going to be a tougher spot for sure. Yep. And I think at that point, even a tough loss no is, home is almost um, acceptable. Yep, the home crowd's not on your side like Can't it was last night. Can't lose to the Nets, night. though. Can lose the Nets. You got this. Yeah. Is where you got to keep you, it going. You're supposed to destroy the Nets. That's what I'm. Mean. So we'll see what happens. To, no, that's tomorrow night. Uh, yep. night. That's tomorrow night. Wednesday they play. Let's get Kyle in West Orange. What's going on, Kyle? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, good guys. Good to uh, talk with you. Listen, uh, listen. I am so excited watching this Knicks. I've been watching. I'm glued. I'm a Yankee fan. I, I can't even tell you what the Yankees are doing right now in the in the spring training. <laughs> Why? Because when the Knicks are hot, it's all about the Madison Square Garden. It's all about the Knicks. And the Knicks came out on that 50th with Earl of Pearl, with all those, with Clyde, with uh, with the guys Bill Bradley, there. Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley. Yep. Dollar Bill yep. was in there. Dollar and they Bill. wore those navy blue old school uniforms. That's what it's all about. They look good. They play good. And I'm going to tell you, it's not just – it's like this. Anytime you talk about Robinson blocking shots, but I noticed the part when they were coming – the Boston was dribbling the ball. All he did was hold – the defense has gotten better. Mm-hmm. They, were not, they were contesting shots. Guys can't even, can't even make shots because of the defense. And then look what happens. They were talking about how – and first of all, the MSG, the, 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 the play, the, the, the guys are just all on it. Zerbiak is on all, all these guys. I mean, it's just fantastic. But they were just saying the wall that the Knicks had in defense. So they get offensive rebounds. And what's the first thing they do? Spring up court. Yep. And then 
and then they, the ball, ball movement, and then the three-pointers that Hart brings to the team. And, what, and Randall's on this new kick. And the only guy that's hurting right now, what they used to call me when I was playing, the weak the weak chain, the weak uh, chain, <laughs> weak the weak yeah, chain, weak leak. the weak leak. That was me. Uh, is is my man RJ? Yeah. And RJ, RJ, look, he 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 came back that other game against Pelicans, and he you can see he was on fire. But then his fire goes dim. Yep. And he they they're still trying to work with him. But I agree with Tiki is saying if we get a like we need a a burner, a guy to come in there and and just say okay, you know I'm good for 28 or 30 like right now yeah. when I come in almost you know and well, that's what we need but, Kyle, now, this, but the problem is uh, you're not going to get that guy well, Kyle. you're not going to get that guy not, not tonight not, not this week well, you're, not, not, this you're not getting him this year and so unless, well, it, unless I, I understand that I understand that but let's let's work on what we have <laughs> I love what Emmanuel quickly is doing with the ball handling been great. I like Brun- Brunson he he goes in and out I like Brunson but I like what he's been doing and what he's done so far and I like also Hardenstein comes in and gives Robinson minutes, and then Robinson is just ridiculous with his offensive rebounds, his crashing against the boards. He's always there underneath the hoop at the right time. They just float the ball up, and if he's around there, you know that ball's going in or he's going to get the foul. And then he goes and he shoots it. You know? So I just think what, what I also saw yesterday in the game, and I'm telling you, I was so excited. I got my little kids. I got a six- and four-year-old. We're Nick. We're in this. <laughs> I love this. And I'm going to tell you, hey, Tiki, Tiki, I went to, I lived in Virginia. Okay. I was a Virginia University fan. And when I, I remember Samson and, and Ewing, when they were, Samson was in Virginia, and I came, moved up here in 80 and 81. We came, my father came back up here. Yep. He worked in radio. And I, boom, the Knicks got him and we were, we were up and running. That's what this feels like. Yeah, with this you. feels like old school. It does. It feels like old school. Well, defense, and what I de- to defense, is what's, re- defense is what's carrying it, Kyle. Appreciate your call, man. I see the excitement. I told you it was Dude, coming. That's your guy. Well, I know my Knicks fans. They're ready. It's it's similar. BT and I were talking They've about this ready. before the show. It's, what's the similarity from the Knicks that were consistently competing to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? It's defense. Mm. It's defense. No question. It's it, you, can, you can have great scores, but sometimes great scoring goes cold. But when you hold a team that's really good, like Boston, to 15 points in a quarter, yeah, you're going to win more of those games and lose. And how many of these, these Knicks could have played with those Knicks of the 90s? I know Jalen Brunson could have. I know Josh Hart could have. You tell me that late 90s, Mitchell Robinson's not a little bit like Marcus Camby. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of guys on this team that would fit right in with this team. You tell me quickly, or Grimes, or even McBride is a ninth or a tenth. Like, they've got, they've got uh, a DNA that I think, listen, it's one thing for the Knicks to be good, but when the Knicks are good and they resemble the old Knicks, and it's tough to do that in the modern NBA mm-hmm. with the rules, but they have found the way to do it. It it, it warms your heart because it's uh, it's a team that we loved and a team that never won a championship that is revered. And now you see pieces of that like kind of flashing on on a night to night basis from the old days. It is it is awesome. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So uh, we got a little something on Derek Carr later, something on Rodgers as well. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's Nick Energy. It's big, it's real, and I know you're feeling it. We'll get more calls coming up next on The Fan. Get the discussion started. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1029 back on the Fantiki and Tierney Show. Uh, something we'll get to a little later. I know you guys saw this. Probably many of you did anyway. So the Dodgers shortstop went down yesterday. Gavin Lux, that's not good. Non-contact. Uh, it's like he was trying to duck a, a, a throw as he was going into third. And uh, his knee just went out. I know the buster just said it's it's probably ACL done for the oh. year. You know, IKF. I hate to hear that. Uh, it's IKF awful. I mean, aside for the young man, yeah. No. yeah. But from a Yankee perspective, for, clear, for our clear some space. I mean, for the you Yankees. Know. I saw. I saw also that um, Volpe played second. Oh yeah, I was bit, watching him last night a little bit. Which is what yep. you suspected could happen. Mm-hmm. So, could you imagine an infield? Let's go. <laughs> he, he, what I, it's hard because Torres is here. I He's know. actually started off the the spring really well, but Rizzo Volpe. Peraza, uh, short. Yeah, I could. I could imagine it. Maybe a revitalized Donaldson, Donaldson in third. Yeah. If not, you build DJ. DJ over there. Yeah, yeah. That would be exciting. Just got to get rid of IKF, and he might uh, satisfy what the Dodgers are going to be in the market for. And so I know Chris Taylor's there, and I think Rojas. Like They've got a little bit of depth, but yeah. if there's ever a t- We said this, and, and Cashman said this. You know, Chris Taylor's a swing guy, though. He's yeah, more, he is a swing like, guy, for sure. outfield a little bit as well. UVA guy, by the way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have options, but... A better option would be IKF. We'll promote it right here. Yeah, we'll give them to you for free. You can take them. You can take them. Uh, but last night was was all sorts of fun. The Knicks just smacked the Celtics. And, you know, I made the statement to start the show that this is the best Knicks team this century. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's like saying that the wealthiest peasant is, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I, yeah. I get it. it. It's not exactly like it's saying it's the best Yankee team of all time or whatever. Uh, there's context there. But... I will say this, because Tiki said it to an extent, some of you have said this as well, that the one thing missing from the Knicks is like a truly elite score. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I will grant you, Randall's not quite that, and no. neither is Brunson. Not far off, but I know the score you mean. A Lillard, yeah. a young Carmelo. Yeah. I get it. I Someone get it. Someone that does a it Tatum. easily. Just easily, they're, they they can score 30. Yep. Every, every night, almost. And yes. if they really get hot and they, they're feeling themselves, I don't, I don't need a Dame Lillard that's going to drop 70. I don't need that. I just need a guy who's going to easily be able to create for himself, but also create opportunities for these other guys to get hot as well. Gotcha. And there's not many guys like that. Mitchell was one. They didn't make the move. Okay, we can't lament that forever, even though uh, they missed the boat on that. Barrett should be on uh, a different team at this point. But Lillard, as great as Lillard is, and he is a one-man wrecking machine, Mm -hmm. and he could get the 30, 
with his eyes shut. He get 40 with his eyes shut. They're going nowhere. Uh, the last really good Nick team, and I don't count 2020, that was a tricked-up season with COVID. It was, it was weird. It was fun, but it was different circumstances. Carmelo was 20, I guess he would have been 28 in 2012-2013 uh, in mm-hmm. with the Knicks won 54 games. Yep. He was a great scorer, and he was a great scorer even after that. Knicks did nothing. I think we're placing a little too much emphasis on the need to score uh, in, in the conventional sense and overlooking some of the things they do as a team that makes this team unique. Yeah, but is this team a championship team ultimately? Not Forget this year because, I, I mean, could they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and I co-sign what BT's talking about? Maybe, yes. I, I could see that happening. But getting past the Bucks is going to take either, I, I mean, who's who's stopping, who's creating traffic for Giannis, you know what I mean? Who's well? Who, I mean, they played him three times. They've lost by eleven, yeah, six, and four. It's yeah. not like they've been the run 11, out of the gym. And the eleven one was early when you know Tibbs was still playing twelve guys, D Rose, yeah. and some of the, yeah, and and forty eight for a different team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that. Listen, the Bucks are the class of the Eastern Conference, and the Celtics are right there as well. And Philly's tough. It's just they got a shot. Yeah, they got a shot. This team had they Chris, got a shot. this team had Chris Stapps. <laughs> <laughs> next year. Walk in the side. He might be on the Knicks next year. Tino Staten Island. What's up, Tino? Hey, gentlemen. It seems like we haven't spoken in a long time. How yeah, are you man. guys doing? Thanks for calling back. What's up, dude? How are you, man? Uh, just great. You know, BT, we talked about this back in de- early December. And I talked about, you know, Tibbs coaching was really bad, playing the guys they shouldn't be playing. Finally, he woke up. You know, played the, he sat the guys that shouldn't be playing in Fournier, Derek Rhodes, cut his rotation. The one guy, BT, that, you know, we talk about Julius Randle a lot. Obviously, he's phenomenal. Jalen Brunson's been phenomenal this year. But to me, the most important Nick on this team, and he brings it every single night, is Emmanuel Quickly. Might be. He's second, he is second on the, in the league in defensive rating. He just recently dropped. His plus or minus is the highest on the Knicks. There's not a time he comes into the game when they're down. He sparks the team. He, yesterday, too. There was a lull yesterday when we you know, we just started missing a lot of shots. And I'm sitting, I'm watching the game, saying to myself, I'm watching my, my 15-year-old son. He plays uh, for Tonville High School. He's a basketball nice. player, nice. too. Nice. And, uh, and I'm saying that my, he's gonna, my son goes to me, Dad, I think they got to put it quickly back. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're right, Andy. It's time to put him back in. And he comes into the game. Just the whole game changes. You know, the way he orchestrates the offense, the way he sets the guys up, the way he just plays. And to me, I think he's the most valuable, Nick. I don't know what your point on that is. I mean, can I watch it every night like UBT? Yeah. I'm glued to this team. I'm glued to the team. I watch him every single night. I'm so passionate about the team. You know, I'm not looking for where we're going to go in the playoffs. I'm taking it one game at a time. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. I, and, and I'm with uh, Tiki on this one. The only team that really can scare me in the East is Milwaukee. We match up very well against Boston. Uh, we can definitely beat Philadelphia. We already proven it. We beat them once. This past February, we went 9-2 and two this month. It's one of our best months. The only two games we lost this month in February was the Clippers game that we should have won. That's when Nicholas Batum hit that three-pointer in the last second to send it to overtime. And the one game that I take my son to Philadelphia, we lost in Philly. And we led pretty much that whole game, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at this team... You know, usually in an NBA team, in a roster, you got 15 guys. You know, if you look at the Knicks roster, the way it's constructed, 
There's not a lot of scrubs on the team. If you look at number number player from 10 to 15, the 10 to 15 is Jericho Sims. He's played a lot this year. He's no scrub. Derrick Rose still can play if he got a chance, but obviously we got too many guys. Yeah. And then you got four. He doesn't need to see oh, the court. And, and, the and McBride, too. Yeah. And McBride. And McBride. And there you go. And McBride. And you look at Fournier. He played one game at that, that comeback win yeah. when he dropped, uh, I don't know, 17 or 20 points yeah, yeah, when yeah. nobody could hit a shot. So, I mean, this team is constructed very well, you know, and I see the future is very bright with all the draft picks. And I'm with you, BT. RJ is the guy that I don't know what we're going to do with him. I really don't. Me neither. You know, it's a big problem. I, I, it's a big problem, and I totally agree. But I'm going to give Tibbs credit. He's been benching him in the fourth quarter yep. and going with IQ and going and with a heart. Yep. Yeah. And it's been working phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that's the, you got to have the finishers, and he, he knows who his finishers are. And it's Hart, who is, buys in defensively. He's also a good shooter, and quickly, who's just – He's, he was amazing most nights. I mean, he's averaging only 13 or so points a game. But yeah, it's, but it's like 16 or 17 since his minutes got yeah, bumped but, up but to it, 30 minutes a night. Exactly. He is it's playing just, lights out but basketball. There's just, a, there's just an edge. I didn't know he was that, that good. And All I, around. I, I was hearing, I was listening yesterday, I forgot what I was listening, some podcast about six man of the year and how he should be getting, you know, in that conversation. He's not currently in the conversation. But well, who he, else is in there? He, it's Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, the, Brogdon was good last night. the betting favorite. I mean, he led the team in scoring, yep. um, or at least the Celtics in scoring last night with Tatum not not being on and obviously uh, getting getting tossed out. Maxi, mm-hmm. uh, Maxi, and then Norman Powell, some other names that are thrown up there, but quickly is, is quickly rising up that rank. He's a huge piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I, I, Brunson's the most valuable, uh, but in a lot of ways, quickly is irreplaceable for what he does. The mm-hmm. role, uh, the injection, and his, I don't want to say his, his basketball intelligence, but like I didn't know that he was this refined. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like a little bit of a sniper, a little streaky, can fill it up, and then maybe be real quiet, but he's doing other things I didn't know he could really do. Uh, and it's it's awesome to say. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1044 back on the Fantique and Tierney Show. So Derek Carr is expanding his, uh, his visits. Big week for the Jets at the Combine. Big week for the Giants at the Combine. We'll do that a little later in the show. Uh, 12 noon, we go all in. Yankee tickets as well. Chance to register for our grand prize trip to go down to Tampa to see the Yankees. Uh, and I did bring up the Gavin Lux injury, which is awful. Uh, you just you see that, you just want to get to the start of the season. Non-contact, running from second to third. Something he's done a million times in his life. Knee explodes in all probability out for the season. And, you know, it, it could open a window for them to... Trade for IKF is only making six million dollars, mm-hmm. and it would really now the Yankees need to need to really be convinced that Peraza slash Volpe are ready for that assignment. Uh, that's a risk I'm willing to take. I'm definitely sure, am with Peraza. We saw it last year; he did well with the stick. Obviously, he was great in, in the field, but he's also didn't feel overmatched at the plate. And you know that's only going to improve as he matures and gets a little bit older. But he's also, I think he's going to get pushed by Volpe. I mean, Volpe came out flying, and he's already become or proving that he can be versatile, Volpe. We don't know if he's ever going to play anything other than the infield, but he has moved over to second. We saw him at short. They're talking about playing him at third. 
um, there's a good chance that, you know, Volpe is the one that pushes Peraza, and that makes them both better. Yeah, that would be ideal. That would be optimal right As there. As opposed to the IKF. Yeah. So we, I mean, whatever. He's good. He's a decent player. Well, let's face it. If IKF wins the starting shortstop job, it's because both guys were, were unimpressive, mm-hmm. or at least in the case of I Peraza. I just can't see that. No, no, me neither. At least, see, the only... Peraza could going to be on the team no matter what. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's still a chance Volpe starts in the minors, mm-hmm. probably more so yes than no. But if he keeps balling, uh, his his talent and his um, his skill set, more specifically, which is transferable night to night in terms of speed and acumen on the bases and, and, and creating something out of nothing, that's going to force the Yankees to maybe speed up their timeline. So uh, I watched him last night. And there was an interview with Meredith. I was watching some of the Yankee game. It was a taped interview. Yeah. He's so grounded. We, we've we heard this. I, I know people who know his family in New Jersey. Uh, and he's just uh, a very grounded family, r- rooted in the right things. Yeah. He's got a lot of Jeter in him, Jeter in, him in terms of the intangibles, a teammate, uh, selfless. And who knows where this journey takes us, but no. it could be a real fun ride well, with it, this kid. It could be. And when you start hearing these, these early camp indications they're already talking about him they we saw this last year when Boone was talking about JP Sears and JP Sears ended up being a really good player and obviously they traded him you know at the at the deadline but when you when you make an early impression and you become fodder to talk about that's a good indication about where you're heading in in this this current iteration of this team so i mean we'll see i i know yankee fans want it like they, we've been talking about it for so long. It feels like when's Volpe coming up? Anthony Volpe, the kid from New Jersey, he's next Jeter, even though he's not going to be. But this, this next guy, let's see it, let's see it, let's see it. It's getting close. It is maybe not there yet, but it's getting close. It is. And that's that's for sure. You can feel it, no doubt. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. In the meantime, we're reveling with our Knicks, and we're giving us something to believe in. Really, for the first time in a while, twenty twenty was fun. But this obviously feels different. Uh, let's get Gus in freehold. Gus is on the fan. What's up, Gus? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? What's hey. up, dude? So I'm, I'm on both sides of it, right, guys, with the Knicks. So I'm definitely excited about it. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson, this is, you know, playing out of his mind. I didn't think he'd be this good. So I think he's definitely elevated the rest of the team. Um, you know, Josh Hart was a really good pickup. He's, he's tough. Uh, you know, they definitely got like a 90s feel to the team for sure. So my concern is 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 what was kind of exposed in the playoffs against the Hawks. It wasn't just that Randall wasn't a number one; it was more that Thibodeau was just not the kind of coach that could adjust. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you get into a playoff series, um, teams adjust, right? So when they see things that are working with the Knicks, they're going to adjust. And what we saw in that playoff series is every time they were trying to put zone or they did anything to kind of change things up, there was no adjustments, um, even with the rotation. So. He's done a good job of kind of, you know, shortening the rotation. But at the same time, I feel like when the playoffs start and you're playing good coaches and you have, you know, five games to play that same team, they're going to adjust. Yeah. And I'm just afraid that Thibodeau just, you know, he's stuck in his ways. It kind of helps in the regular season. Right, well, first hard. of all, he's already shown that he's that he's adapted and uh, he's evolved, number one. I know what you're saying that uh, with that playoff series, but – the thing that I would say, Gus, there weren't any options. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to run plays for Alec Burks? What are we doing? Let, are we going to talk theories or tangible? What should he have done? Who are you going to play? Nerlens Noel, so, uh, 25 yeah. Taj Gibson? Yeah. Hey, come on. Well, so I agree Derrick with you on Rose that. Derrick Rose was shot. Yeah. Derrick Rose was exhausted at the end of that series. They had nothing. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, when you look at the options, that we, when you look at that team compared to the team, obviously, it's, it's your 
they're a totally different team. My concern was like, I mean, there were simple things in that series, like they were picking a roll in it. And he had Taj Gibson, yeah, and and we had you know guys that were more athletic. My concern basically is just like when he gets into the playoff series against the Hawks, against the Cavaliers, teams that they beat through the regular season, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little. The intensity goes up. Uh, bench players don't play as well in the playoffs, right? So. How he adjusts if quickly he's not having a good day? Is he going to be able to go to Derrick Rose, or is he going to be say, "Hey, well, you know what? I'm 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 doing my rotation. This worked throughout the year. I'm not going to change it." So that's really my concern. But the team itself, I mean, you can't be not excited about the way they're playing. Their gut, they're they're really gutty, and, and the grit they show. Um, Randall's played out of his mind. I'm not a big Randall fan, but you got to give him credit. Um, but that's again, it's just more concerned with with Thibodeau when he's going in a, in a playoff series and. And there's adjustments. I'm just concerned that he's so stuck in his ways, but sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah. But in playoff series, sometimes gotcha. it could definitely hurt you. I got you. Good call. Teak, I have a question for you. Thanks for the call there, Gus. I have a question for Teak, and then by extension, all of you, obviously. Is, is there a more disrespected New York athlete right now than Julius Randle? Mm. Uh, what does the guy need to do to get some credit? You mean, you mean a player that's that's actually doing good things, that's, that has been doing good things, and he's just not being recognized for yes. it? I don't think so. Me neither. Because I think it's 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 seared in your mind from two seasons a year ago, a season ago, when it was just dysfunction and anger and angst and lashing out at the fans, all the things you're not supposed to do as a New York athlete because you're not winning. You're not winning that battle. They're not going to feel for you. And so it's that that's stuck in your mind if you don't watch every night. And if you watch him every night, all you see is a great teammate and a baller and a, a physical presence. And he's not like an above the rim, you know, dominant player, but there's a physical presence about him that allows this Knicks team to operate the way that it does. And because he's not the focal point, it's it's Brunson, right? He's the, he's He's getting facilitated through Brunson, um, and that allows him to play looser. You got to give him credit for adjusting his game. I, I mean, I felt coming into this season, oh, I know who Julius Randle is. Right? It's just it's one way he knows how to play, and I was wrong about it. And I think you see it every single night. So yeah, he is very disrespected. How about Bert on Staten Island? What's happening, Bert? How are you today? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, BTT? What's, what's up? going on? What's All up, good. man? What's up? Uh, no, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, 33 years old. You know, I started watching, you know, during the 94 finals when I was five years old, been hooked on the Knicks ever since then. And, um, you know, BT, I think you said something earlier in the show that's true. You know, the true Knicks fans are always, you know, locked in. We never check out. And, you know, when they're good, they, they take over the city and everyone turns into a Knicks fan. Um you know, one point that I wanted to make, you know, we've had a couple of good teams over the years. You know, we've had the 52-win team with Melo. Uh, yeah, 54 wins back in 2012-2013. Yeah, that's right, yep. sorry. Yep. Uh, the playoff team a couple of years ago, you know, the difference that I see between this year's team and those couple of teams that we've had is that when you get to the playoffs, the game turns into a half-court game, right? Mm -hmm. You have teams that are locked in scouting every night, and the game slows down. This year, we have a point guard who could facilitate, right? He could get people a shot. He could get his own shot whenever he needs it. And that's kind of how you win in the playoffs in the half-court game. Those other teams, you know, who do we have? Jay Kidd, he couldn't hit a shot, you know, nope. on, on, on that team. You know, we had Alfred Payton, D. Rose, you know, a couple of years. Those guys, no one could get a shot. So when Julius was triple-teamed triple, triple teamed by the Hawks, you know, we had no one else to go to. Now, you know, we have Brunson who could get other guys a shot. And that's why I think now if we do get into the playoffs, you know, we could go against anybody, you know? I love it. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about, Teak. 
This is what I mean right here. Thank you, Bert. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Knicks fans buying in. Yeah. Drinking a Kool-Aid. No, no, no. Drinking the Kool-Aid to me <laughs> is when you're really grossly overstating who they are or what they can be. Mm-hmm. This is not Kool-Aid. This is just watching the Knicks nightly and understanding not only who they are, but I think more importantly, how they stack up with the rest of the NBA. That's what's getting overlooked. Yeah, I think... You they're know, a good story, but they're a good team. You know also what it is, and it's it's my gripe against the NBA that they don't do. They don't come out just, eh, here we are. Let's just play. Yeah, just roll the ball out there. Let's just pick it up and see what happens. They they don't play that way. Although you're talking about the Knicks. The Knicks. No, they've got they, they've got integrity. Yeah, and it's it's there's a purpose with how they play. And and most of that is Jalen Brunson. You, you brought this up a long time ago, but it's real. You see it. The way that simply bringing the ball up the court. It's not just I'm just going to figure this out and see. Eh, I'll throw this in the corner. Yeah, give it back. Come on, come on, run a pick up here. Let's see what happens. Like it's not that. It feels intentional. Everything they do. And it's because they have a leader in Brunson, at least a on-court leader. I don't know if he's a locker room leader. That's probably Randall. But the on-court leader, he plays with a purpose. And it makes everybody else play with a purpose, which is it, it makes it enjoyable to watch. Because one of my gripes with the rest of the NBA, or a lot of the NBA, is that it just feels like, let's just let's just go out here and play. play optional. Around. Yeah, optional. Yeah, defense is, defense is optional. Mm-hmm. You know, Sound shooting is optional. Shot selection. It's all optional. Yep. Whereas the Knicks don't play that way. And that's why they that's why they win in the regular season. Now the question, you know, that I think Bert and a couple others had brought up was, you know, what happens when a coach and a team is only focused on the Knicks and then they start looking at their weaknesses or, you know, the ways that they can be exploited. That's when Tom Thibodeau will earn his paycheck for the season. And there's no question that you know, early on, Jalen Brunson struggled last night, and it was the way the Celtics were defending him. And then, of course, he made some adjustments, and yeah. I know he missed a couple of free throws. He wound up with a decent night. Not great, but certainly decent. Um, yeah, the Celtics going to present some real defensive issues, and but is you know is Casey Jones coaching them? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, come on. No. I mean, let's look. Let's the, Celtics be fair. Are, the Celtics are flawed, too. The one team that I don't I look at and I say, God, they don't have a ton of weaknesses is the it's Bucks. Milwaukee. It's the Bucks. Yeah. Everyone else, I feel like they can be beat. 877-337-6666. Coming up next as well. So are the Jets' biggest fears with Derek Carr about to come true? Gotta kick that around. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.